Hello and welcome to the AIS Training Hall for tonight's matchup between the AIS and the Bendigo Spirit. Craig Ravel flying solo with you this week as we get set for what should be a very exciting match. The Bendigo Spirit, well, they are travelling up and down would be the uh, best way to describe it. They are sitting at five games played this season three wins and two losses, a disappointing loss last weekend against the Dandenong, uh, Dandenong Rangers so it has been a tough week on the training track for Bendigo making sure they're up for what will be a huge double header as they take on the AIS tonight and the tomorrow night. Already played in this weekend's round five action, Sydney defeated the AIS 91-50 last night at the Sydney Sports and Aquatic Centre and the AIS will be ruined. The uh, fact that that trip has cost them tonight warm, it was practice this morning to backspack out. So we hope, as you can see, the background have been in Perth, it was a hard to the top order with six wins from match from last night. Adelaide defeated Nandinong 75-66 and Adelaide go to 5-1 and one and sit in third place quite comfortably. For the AIS, they're looking for their first win of the season and, well, they'll be hoping that if they can start getting the shots to drop, they'll be a chance of getting the uh, points tonight. But for Bernie Harrow, he realises that the game is a stepping stone towards the Capitals tomorrow night. Um, as you'll hear from him in a few moments, he wants to make sure that the girls tick off all the boxes. So looking at the teams now, Andrea Wilson, uh, Lauren King, Louise McLean, Jasmine Finnegan, Christy Harrower as the captain was just a few moments ago talking to the referees in the centre of the court with the uh, captain of the AAS, Tess Madgen. Then you go down to Chelsea Albury, Marika, uh, Marita Payne, Kelly Wilson, Jane Climbers and Eleanor Harring. Of course, Eleanor Harring, after leaving the Institute, went to the uh, university program in the United States. So it's great uh, now to have Eleanor back for a couple of seasons and it'll be great to see her back on this AIS uh, training hall court. For the AIS, it is Gillian Horton. Then it's Karen Har Kieran Harrington, Catherine Rendell, Tess Madgen, Michelle Joy back in the lineup after being out since the beginning of the season. Then Taylor Roberts, Madeline Taylor. Now Nicole Seacamp is playing under an injury cloud, but she's got through the warm-up so far and is still out warming up as I speak. Then you go back down to Adrian Jones and Bree Farley. But now it's time to hear from the coaches. Firstly, to Coach Phil Brown. Well, Coach Brown, after a tough night in Sydney, you return to go back-to-back. -back. How's the team, uh, team travelled? Well, we're a little banged up, actually. Uh, Alice Kunek's got uh, back spasms, and uh, she probably had her best game for the season la uh, last night against Sydney, and unfortunately, probably the 
accumulation of a really, you know, well, fairly physical game and, and uh, the bus trip back. We got back in at 2am this morning and so she's no good. But we, on the positive side, we have uh, Karen Harrington back in the lineup, which will be great in the point guard spot. But we also have uh, Lara Napier, another backup point guard, uh, out tonight and two bigs in Alex Bunton and Nadine Payne uh, uh, out of the game as well. So we're a little bit short. Um, we do have 10 players, though, so that's a positive. And uh, Nicole Seacamp, she ha- went down with an injury during last uh, last night's game. How's she, ba- she travelling? Well, we're just going to evaluate uh, Nicole after the warm-up uh, they're going through at the moment. And um, she's got a um, possible torn cartilage in the sternum where the rib attaches to the sternum. So... Well, she's quite tender there, but they've uh, got padding on there, so um, maybe she'll be uh, she'll be good to go. We'll just have to wait. So you're nine if she doesn't come up. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Bendigo tonight, uh, obviously uh, a new franchise since you were last in the league, and uh, uh, the scouting notes I'm sure are comprehensive though. Yeah. Look, I, we obviously know quite a few of their personnel, and um, and Bernie. Harrow has been around for a long time coaching at the Siebel level and obviously the last couple of years at the WNBL level. So, uh, look, yeah, a whole different group from the, I think, from the Sydneys and the Bulleens and so on then. Not as big, but, um, you know, very potent offensively on their night. So, uh, obviously, Christy Harrow is the driving force of this team and is the heart and soul of the team. So, she's going to be a, a real challenge for us is to try and... Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can neutralise her, but hopefully we can try and slow her down one way or, the, or another. Bendigo spirits sort of remind me of the WWE, where the uh, chief executive officer is also on the floor playing the game. Yeah, it's a little bit of a family affair there with the Harrowers, so they, I think they own half of Bendigo. But uh, uh, look, it's, it's great to see, and it's great to see someone like Christy back in the league, and she's such a draw card and, and you know, fantastic point guard and internationally renowned so I, you know, hopefully people uh, you know, come out and get to see one of the great point guards you know, currently in the world What Do your goals change when you're going up against a, a team that's more a 5-7 to seven team than it is when you're going up against a 5-1 to one team? No, not really, I think the, the principles are still the same, we still have to do a a good job at taking care of the ball offensively. We have to do a better, you know, a better job as we did the second half last night of working harder for each other off the ball in terms of screens and cuts. Um, and and then you know defensively, you, you've got to be able to contain the, the drivers, and you've got to get got to get uh, be able to neutralise the shooters on the perimeter, and you and you've got to win the possession game. And, and the rebounding is still an area that we're poor in, and we've got to. Um, be, be quicker to the ball we have to be more physical in the rebounding battle and, and uh, so hopefully we can you know, uh, do that tonight Last couple of games the Gladbrath has been on the ring in the first quarter, first half and uh, I guess you want them to take the open looks when they're there and uh, hopefully they'll start dropping for you early in the game Yeah look I think you know, one of the things this group, they, they probably over dribble over drive the ball trying to get to the rim, sometimes that's a, a good asset to have with but sometimes you can overdo that part of the game and, and I think we need to, to take what's given to us and everybody's you know, playing us for the drive for the most part so we have to be confident as you say to, to, to nail that perimeter shot to force the defence to come out on us and, and op- consequently open up the driving lane so we need a balance in our, you know, in our uh, avenues to, to get scoring opportunities Well we wish you all the best tonight Thank you
Well, Bernie Harrow, it's uh, good to see you back in the nation's capital for what should be two very interesting games. Yeah, it always is when you come up here and, um, you know, you never know what you're going to get with the AI. So I know I haven't won a game this year yet, but um, just looking at the results, they look like they're improving week by week. So hopefully they haven't improved enough for tonight's games. And you don't want them beating around too much because with the Capitals tomorrow night, they'd yeah. be doing carry and the team too much of a favour. Yeah, it just it seems a bit funny that each time we've come up here, we've played the AIS first and then got uh, Canberra the next day. I don't know when we're going to get a shot at getting Canberra first, but look, both teams will be tough and Canberra have certainly found some good form again and um, we know we're in for a big, big weekend. What do you look to tick off tonight? What are the goals? Uh, look, for us, it's about the improvement in the play, improvement in our defence. You know, uh, we, we lost last week to Dandenong and we, we were really poor and it was disappointing. So um, tonight we worked on a lot of things during the week about our intensity and our uh, chemistry and, and, and being together as a group. And um, they're the sort of things that tonight we want to see improvements in those things. Well, we wish you all the best for that and look forward to seeing you uh, later in the, game, in the night. OK, thanks, Craig. And that was Bernie Harrow and uh, Phil Brown joining me in the commentary box. Uh, it's a warm welcome to Abby Bishop. And uh, Abby, unfortunately for you, it's uh, one of those seasons where you're watching more basketball than you're actually playing. Yeah, it is a little bit unfortunate, but I guess um, injuries happen and I'm looking forward to coming back and just doing everything I can to get back on the floor. How much longer? I heard one stage it was going to be... Um, it was going to be the whole season. Yeah, look, um, I had a fair bit done, but I'm aiming to be back mid-December at this stage. Um, well, yeah, we'll just wait and see, though, I guess. Well, we uh, hope to see you on the court. There's the jump ball, tapped away by Roberts, but it's into the backcourt for Bendigo, and Wilson will bring the ball down into the front court. Goes left side, gets it into the hands then of Aubrey. Aubrey goes right side to Harrow. Harrow tries to just bullet the pass in there for Aubrey that was cutting to the basket, but Madgen gets in there and brings it back down the floor. Left side now into the hands of Taylor. Goes into the left wing, Harrington, back to ta- uh, back to Joy. Joy drives in, can't bank it for two, and with still locked off with no points scored. Quick move by Harrow to Wilson, cross court, gives it to Aubrey, and she nails a big three. That's yeah. a great way to start for Bendigo. Definitely, she was wide open there. Those AIS girls have got to get a hand out to that. As the AIS reset once again. It goes through hands. Madgen goes left side to Joy. Back to Madgen, top of the arc. Works it back to Joy for three. And uh, it's a good reply. In fact, it was a long-range two in the end for Bendigo, so the AIS get a one-point lead. Yeah, it's good to see Joy back. She's been out with a shoulder injury, so, yeah, she's definitely going to have an impact on tonight's game. King goes left side, gives it off to Aubrey, who cuts it straight back to King, driving the right lane, and she makes the bucket for three, 8.42. As Madgen goes left, gives it to Harrington, then it's into the hands of Taylor, then to Joy. Joy being watched by Flanagan, goes back that time to Roberts. uh, Harrington cross court to Madgen, Madgen puts up the three, it's off the ring and Harrow is off to the races. Christy Harrow pulls up the left elbow, shots off to the right, but Wilson does the rebounding and... uh, 
That's one of the frustrating things with the AIS. They just can't pull down the boards. No, that's right. They all need to box out. I mean, Kelly Wilson's a tough player, but, uh, yeah, everyone needs to box out. Finnegan dishes into Harrow, who is cutting at the bucket, and it's 6-3 in favour of Bendigo. With uh, the speed that, we'll, that the Bendigo side have, that's also something that the AIS haven't experienced so far this year. Yeah, that's right. And I guess you just got to have split-line help. But the likes of Christy Harrow, that's hard to stop, and that was a great cut. Good seal by Taylor down underneath, but couldn't finish. Yeah, she's been a real revelation so far in the season, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. She's a big body and I actually did an individual with her uh, last week. She's, uh, yeah, she's definitely a talent to watch out for. And so how is the training and rehab going? Yeah, it's all going really well. I can shoot unlimited. I can do everything pretty much other than contact work. So I should be doing contact by the end of November, which is good. Well, first fouls on the board to test Madgen. Inbound ball, Flanagan gets it, gives to Harrow on the right 45. Wilson's on the right wing. She tries to take on Taylor. Then goes back to Flanagan around the arc. Harrow on the baseline. Left side is Aubrey. Her, uh, her layup just was to the left of the bucket, and Madgen pulls down another board. Kicks it quickly to Taylor. and uh, Sorry, kicks it quickly to Roberts. And, uh, well, it's uh, intercepted there and tapped over the uh, baseline. Uh, I'll tell you what confuses me. We've got Taylor Roberts and then Madeline Taylor <laughs> on the floor. And, uh, yeah. Well, I guess I get it right when I say the word Taylor. Yeah. As the inbound ball goes to Harrington, she oh, puts up the rebound. three. And this time Roberts draws the foul out of Finnegan. And it will send her to the line and a chance for the AS to pull back this three-point advantage. The first foul is on... Chelsea Aubrey, in fact. So, as Roberts takes her first of the three throws, that looks confident. Yep. It's always nice to get off to that sort of confident start. Definitely. And the second one uh, rattles around, and Finnegan gets the uh, rebound. Harrow immediately bring it down the floor. So we, I guess you're doing a bit of scouting for Graffy tonight, are you? <laughs> no, I think Graffy's all over that one herself, actually. But um, no, it's just interesting to come out and watch and see who's improved and what's going on in the league. Madgen couldn't get her layup to drop. Wilson that, pulls down another board. That was a good push by Tess, but I think, you know, just heads up and she'll get that layup next time. As good defence. Yeah. Harrington. AIS not letting... Harrow any avenues. She handed it off to Lauren King, and King was just good enough to take on Michelle Joy. Yeah, she was, and that was also good defence too, but, you know, good of her to draw the foul. As one of the uh, the big girls in the league, that you, you do seem to just sometimes have to wonder how the same thing can be called differently each time, don't you? Yeah, I know, and it is strange, but I think, you know, different refs call different things, but uh, it's frustrating, but it's one of those things that you've just got to adjust to, and, yeah... Well, King hits the first, one more to go. Second one was all net too. And Lauren King, well, she was very good. Was she in the program when you were here at the RS, or she just came out of it before that year? I think King's a few years older than me, so yeah, she must have been in it yeah, before me. As Joy thought about the three-point attempt, but then kicks it back. Bounce pass eventually from oh, nice Horton. Cut. Yeah, just Horton got it back from Roberts but couldn't get the uh, bucket to fall. It was just sitting on the front yeah, of the ring. It was, and Harrow's tipped it out. AIS ball, baseline. See what they can get here. Got a full 24-second shot clock as the inbound pass goes to Harrington. Harrington just backing it away 
inbound ball gets to Joy. Joy puts it up high for Roberts. Roberts shot bounces oh, on the backboard. Camp with the O board, she's doing great. Yeah, and playing with a uh, a patch over her chest because she's got a, a bit of a tear in the cartilage going from the uh, rib cage to the the breastbone. Yeah, she was a bit of a uncertainty to play tonight after the big hit last night against Sydney. King jacks up a three-point attempt, and it's Horton coming down with the ball, bringing it down, backs it up. Seacamp gets it again. The AS full of confidence. It's eight points to six. Bendigo leading as over the top it goes to Roberts. Roberts just can't get the shooter's roll on the ball that she was trying to bank in there, and Harrow is off to the races once again. As King, left side, goes to Finnegan. Wilson, and I should be saying Kelly Wilson because Andrea Wilson is in the side as well, <laughs> but it was Kerry who try, Kelly who tried to get it to the hard-cutting King and it didn't fall their way. The turnover is affected. So coming into the game now, the 11 is Catherine Rendell. Yep, she's a Canberra girl. She was training with the Canberra Capitals before she actually got called up to... Um, have a scholarship with the AIS. It's amazing the number of girls that have been uh, sort of dragged into the AIS program this year. It is. Um, another crazy. Canberra girl, Emma Bunton, yes. is uh, on the bench tonight out. Uh, yep. with, I'm not sure what the injury is, but she's only just come back from injury. Yeah, there seem to be too many injuries. Nice drive there. Marita Payne in with the defensive rebound. Yeah, Payne just over the back was able to get a piece of the uh, ball that time as King goes to Harrower, jacks up the Deep three. three. Yeah, good work by Joy to box out there and to retrieve the ball. Seacamp brings it down the floor. Horton, cross court, gives it to Bree. As uh, Bree Farley gets her first minutes. Out to Joy from Seacamp at the top of the arc. It doesn't drop and Aubrey comes up with uh, the rebound. So how do you see Bendigo? They've settled into this game quite well, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Look, the score is 6-8 with four minutes to go. Um, I think Bendigo really needs to up the ante here. They you know, should be a few more points up, but we'll just see what's going to happen. There's Auburn, is it, who's just gone for the post move down low, the Canadian? Yeah, I'm going Aubrey. Oh, is it? Aubrey, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, my bad. It's Aubrey. It's a tough one. <laughs> no, Aubrey, yeah. Nice post move there with... Yeah. In- interesting to see just how many tall girls are coming through into the league now and uh, it, here even Bendigo with Payne and Aubrey are starting to get a bit more height than we've seen for a while yeah definitely but you know still Bendigo aren't very big um, they're probably the two biggest and Aubrey's probably only 6'3 um, so yeah it's interesting nice drive C camp just couldn't get the reverse layout no. to work Payne with the rebound kicks it off to Kelly Wilson and she will hurt you Definitely, that was a good fast break push there by Wilson. So, the shoot, call a timeout here so Coach Brown can have a chat to the team as they're six points down at the break with four minutes, 16 seconds left to travel in the term. And I, I guess an opportunity to talk more about you and the Capitals. How have you seen the girls working this year? And obviously frustrating that you're not out there, but how's the the gelling of the team with the the changes that went on in the off-season? Yeah, I think everything's coming together really well. I mean, the first start of the season, we didn't start off too good and and definitely not what we would have liked. Um, But, you know, as as the season's gone on, we've started to get some good wins. We had a great weekend last weekend, um, some really good wins, and now we've just added a new player, um, the big New Zealand girl, Jess. So that should be good, and I'll be back in about five or six weeks, hopefully. So that's also 
going to be good. And, you know, we're, we're going to get better every game. Tolo's been playing great. Natty's got a little bit more to give, but she's also been doing a great job. So I think, you know, we're sticking with our goal. We want to win the championship and we want to win it at home. So we're not backing down at all. When you look at um, what Bulleen have done, of course, they were the runners-up last year. They've new coach. They've certainly recruited well. You look at the recruiting that uh, Karen Dalton has done down in Sydney and it's, it's quite interesting to see that uh, the girls who have spent a bit of time in Europe have decided to come back home and uh, and unfortunately they've not come to Canberra. Yeah, I know. You know, it's good to see them back in Australia. It makes the league even better and it helps, um, you know, the Australian program. Um, we'll get back to the game now. Here we go. AS ball. There's Horton from the left-hand elbow. It was a beautiful jump shot. That and was a good-looking jump shot there by Horton. Yeah, exactly what Coach Brown wanted out of the timeout too. 12 points to 8 with 3 minutes and 55 seconds. And again, the defence is heavy from the AS. Harrower eventually putting up a prayer... And it was answered. Bang. Three-point attempt. Harrow's not liking that box out. She just got pushed over there at the top of the three-point line. Didn't stop her from landing it, though. 15-8. to eight, As again, the AS really driving hard on that baseline. They are, and they're getting the calls, and I don't think the Bendigo girls are too happy about it, but they're going to have to adjust to the referees instead of whinging and answering back. Now, it's been interesting this year. We talked about uh, Roberts, who's just stepping back in for Rendell. And uh, it's been interesting that a lot of teams haven't been able to match up on Roberts or haven't done their scouting perhaps enough to to know what she can do. Yeah, that's right. You know, Roberts is raw. She's got some game and I think, you know, she's got a big body and that's a hard thing to stop. She's just going to go after it. And, um, yeah, she's very unpredictable. And unfortunately, a backcourt violation off the rebound by the AIS. And, uh, well, an opportunity to go and beg in there because they, they had boxed out well that time. Yeah, they, they did. I think Phil Brown got up, got up him in the timeout he called. As the inbound pass goes to King, it's a long-range two attempt. It doesn't fall, and Seacamp comes up with a rebound. Horton runs the floor. Kicks left, Farley. Thinks about the shot, goes into the paint, and I don't know if Payne got a piece of that. No, she didn't. Coach Brown thought she did as well. Yeah. Oh, no, she did. Yeah, uh, Claire's changed Claire. her mind here. Yeah. Put the hand up the other way. Yep. As it goes inbound to Farley now. Free Farley's been an interesting to watch, uh, one to watch in a second season. Lauren King just outsmarted at that time and got the ball into the hands of McLean. McLean now getting it back to Andrea or Andrea Wilson down the left lane. Finnegan has the uh, sorry, it was uh, McLean having the opportunity there. Payne with the putback draws the foul. She just did a bishop then. She got an offensive rebound, put it back, missed it, and then she got it again. How often do you <laughs> go with the third person call there? Oh God, I don't mean to do it. Everyone jokes around and. And says, you know, things that I'm trying to pat my stats, but no, I think I'd rather it go in the first time. Yes. Well, you did have an interesting debut for the Caps, didn't you? <laughs> I don't really remember that one. Oh. <laughs> did I miss about ten in a row? You, 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 you patted the stats yeah. well that night. <laughs> Horton tries to go all the way, and King with the block shot at 17-9 to nine as Kelly Wilson comes in for Lauren King. So Chalmers is also out there, Andrea Wilson as well, as Taylor looks to inbound the ball, finds Harrington, 
Harrington works around the arc. Back into the corner now for Taylor for three. It's hit the backboard and Chalmers has come up with the rebound. That wasn't a very good option from the AIS. They need to get it inside, out, you know, keep driving like they have been. It's been working for them. Payne has it at the top of the arc. Left side goes over to... Oh, 14 is... Um, uh, Aubrey. Oh. oh. No, it was four. Sorry, I didn't have Garrick on my uh, running sheet here. So. Oh, Garrick, yep. Garrick. Madeline Garrick. Yep. So that was Garrick in the four, my apologies. Inbound ball goes to Kelly Wilson. She's not afraid to shoot a three, but it hits the, uh, hits the ring, and Chalmers comes down with it now. Or Clamers, sorry, comes down with it now. Goes right side to Payne. Payne puts up the shot on the baseline from about uh, 15 feet back. Rebounded by the Bendigo side. Now... Inbound again to Payne. Roberts watching her. And Roberts, great work getting a hand up on the shot. Hard work there and the jump ball's being called as Haunton goes after it with Payne. And also, Clammers? No, no, it's Chalmers. Yeah, Chalmers. I was right first time. Adrian Jones comes in for Julian Haunton. Yeah. Jones with that huge, uh, what was it, banked in shot last night. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, that was good to watch. As Jones takes it into the paint, jacks up the shot. It doesn't drop for her, but she'll get it on. Yeah, I need to keep attacking. The AIS haven't been afraid to drive this year, but it's just a few times we've seen them be a bit hesitant when the ball's got down to them and they've had the open look there. They haven't hit it on the first attempt. Yeah, definitely. I think confidence will come as they get older and play a few more games. She knocked the first free throw. Good work. Uh, leads the next one short and Kelly Wilson comes up with the rebound so goes right side then comes back to the left Payne over the top Garrick oh too easy there for Bendigo Payne just cutting into the paint and the AS didn't block up that lane no McLean a great assist there as it goes left side to Joy Joy watching around it will be Jones back to Joy Harrington Goes inside to Taylor. Shot doesn't drop, but the foul, I think, will be called on Garrick. I can never be sure. (laughs) (laughs) It is Garrick who gets the first foul. Leading scorer on the floor is Christy Harrow with five points. And 19 to 10 would uh, would be one of the better first quarters for the AIS this, uh, this season. Yeah, definitely. 19 to 11 as the first one goes in. The second one rattles around as well. And that is good. So 19 to 12. As Chalmers brings the ball back down the floor. Bounce pass goes right side into the hands of McLean. Left side going off to Garrick. Then back to McLean. Turnaround jump shot in the paint. She nails it. That was a nice move. Little shimmy back to the middle. Harrington bringing it down. 21-12. Coach Brown not happy to give up a score in the last minute of the quarter. 40 seconds left. Inside to Roberts who gets the shot up over Payne but it doesn't fall. And Bendigo clean up with, well, probably two more plays left to go in the first term. Chalmers, oh, working around. Joy rolled off. And I thought for a moment she was going to have a clear run to the basket. Wilson gets it now. They're running the shot clock down. Good screen from Payne. 
as a foul's been called on Roberts. So that is frustrating because now they get, uh, with 19 seconds left, they get the only play of the game and it's the second foul for Roberts. Yeah, a little bit of a silly foul there with low clock, but that comes, you know, you learn from your mistakes and hopefully don't do it next time. It sends Kelly Wilson to the line. I'm just wondering, how long is it now? Four years since you were at the Tude? Uh, I was in here for 2005 and I left at the end of 2006. So, so three years? Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, from memory, you just got back to uh, South Australia when you got the call to come back to play for the Capitals. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the car on the way home when one of the girls called me and then I made my mind up when I was back in Adelaide. So, <laughs> good decision though. Horton goes to the right side to Kendall who leads it short. Wilson gets the ball before it hits the floor. Over the top, Payne from outside puts up a prayer and she doesn't get it to land. At quarter time, it's 23 points to 12 here at the training hall. What has been your thoughts on Bendigo? Look, I think they're actually a little bit average, um, which is always good for the Caps tomorrow. The AIS are playing really well and sticking in the game, but uh, I think Bendigo have got a lot more to give, and I think as soon as Christy gets back out there, she's going to up the ante a bit and get a few more points on the board, but the AIS just need to keep going and and do their thing. They're doing a really good job so far. I guess the important thing that uh, Coach Bernie Harrow would be thinking about is the fact that uh, he has to really run this bench tonight because tomorrow night he's going to need those starters to play big minutes. Yeah, that's right. I think um, as a smart coach in a game like this, um, you probably would rest a few of the better players, but in saying that, you'd want to be up by a little bit more than um, 11 points before you start resting the gun players. Um, But yeah, I mean, they're going to have to have those starting five playing 35, 40 minutes tomorrow against us. You know, Vivian Vivian Hurst and Tolo are going to have them run around and (laughs) be uh, a bit tired. So, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, you'd be hoping that the the AAS can can really run these girls off their feet. Yeah, that would be good for us, I think. But uh, I think, you know, Canberra always have been one of the fitter teams and definitely this season in the, in the games that we've played, have, we have just shown that we are one of the fitter teams. We've just run teams off their feet. Last week against Adelaide, Adelaide were gassing like, you know, it, and it's good to see. So I think even if Bendigo were a little bit tired, we'd still uh, outrun them. Now a couple of your teammates have uh, turned up in Tracy Beattie and uh, of course uh, Michelle and now, is it Cozy? Cozier? Cozier, yeah. Yep. I, I, of course you get muscle white down pat and then all of a sudden uh, they, you go and change your names. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it's good so to I don't know if you have to run off and talk to them or can you stay with us? I'll stay one more quarter. All right, thanks very <laughs> much. As uh, it is, Andrea Wilson, Kelly Wilson, Lauren King, Harrower, and uh, is that Finnegan? In the eight it is indeed. Yeah, Finnegan, yeah. So coming out on the floor for the IAS, Jones, Taylor, uh, Kendall, uh, Rendell, sorry. Rendell, yeah. Yeah, Rendell. Also out there is Joy and Harrington. Bendigo with the ball, and they kick it off with the Kelly girls getting underway. Left side, Kelly Wilson goes to Christy Harrower. Harrower into the corner now. Looks for King, who ties to start the drive, but Joy blocks it off that time. Finnegan, great rejected shot. Joy, can she make the layup? No, she kicks it out to Jones, who goes back. And over the top, the reach over by Lauren King was sort of in the face of Taylor. And 
Kingy wasn't happy with the call. No, she wasn't. From this angle, I'd have to say it did look like a pretty clean block. But um, from the umpire at the ref's angle, might have looked like a bit of a foul. And we know the refs never get it wrong. No, that's right. They're always right. <laughs> 23-12 as the AAS go to the line. And unfortunately for the AAS, or maybe justice if you're a Bendigo fan, is served as the uh, first one rattles out. Inside the first minute, AIS get the first score. It's 23-13, a 10-point ball game. As it goes right side, Finnegan, Harrower. Harrower on the baseline, low post, and she draws the foul. Shot didn't go in, so she'll shoot for two. And the foul being called on uh, the six of Karen Harrington. Now, how do you find the serial pests, the, uh, the guards like the Kelly Wilsons and... Uh, they're always and a little company. bit annoying for the big girls. You know, once we get a rebound, we um, learn not to bring the ball down because they're quick to get in there and grab it off of us. So. And the, the amazing thing last week was uh, Natty, I think, was a leading rebounder in the Caps. Yeah, look, they, they do a great job of getting in there. And Graffy really emphasises that those littles have to get in there because they're going to be able to grab those few rebounds as well. So it's always good to see them in there. As Joy kicks out to Harrington. The ball was just in front of her, so she drives baseline. Kicks it out to Jones for three. Rattles off the iron. Joy came in a bit too hard. Andrea Wilson bounces the ball in front of Kelly, who gets it up. And now goes back to Harrower for three. They weren't marking it closely enough. It rattles off the iron. Joy was going for it along with Finnegan, and I think it's the AIS's ball. It is, and that's lucky for the AIS that uh, Christy didn't get that in. She was wide open there. Don't, you don't see Christy missing them too many. Mm. That's right. And uh, also, as we uh, just mentioned, that Harrow shot one from two at the line that time down. So it's 24-13, back to that 11-point lead for the Bendigo Spirit. Harrington kicks out to Jones again to Joy around the arc at the elbow left side the shot is short that time by Taylor Madgen tried to get the rebound but I think Wilson just stole it off her yep definitely did steal it off her and Wilson's got the ball now setting something up here for Bendigo King looking over the top doesn't go to the baseline goes back to Wilson left 45 Harrowers on the low post left side and nice little fadeaway J. Yeah, that looks nice there from Christy, and I think that's going to get Bendigo rolling a little bit. Yeah, Bendigo will certainly look like they've come out to play here. They got beaten by Daniel last week, which they weren't expecting, and that was at home. Yeah, definitely was a little bit of an upset game there. As Taylor takes on Andrea Wilson and banks it in. Nice finish there by Taylor. She was a little bit behind the basket, so it's good to see that get in for the AIS. And I guess it's a case of choosing uh, your player, going against slightly less experienced Wilson, as Kelly at the other end puts up the three, and Madgen does well, has to throw a bit of a prayer, gets it to Taylor. Taylor pushes it up the floor to Harrington. Joy sets herself in the corner. Harrington sort of... Oh, she could have had a look, I thought, but instead passed it to King, who finishes off with a layup at the other end. 28 plays 15, 7 minutes 25 left to go in the half. Jones and Harrington working it out on the right side. Then it's Madgen. Madgen just dribbling it around. Goes left to Taylor, then back to Jones. Jones gets herself into the paint. Sorry, it wasn't Jones. It was Taylor again Taylor, who got yeah. the inbound pass from Jones. Got herself in the paint and nailed the shot. Yeah, that was a good look there, and AIS have got a little bit of confidence now after the last two baskets. 28-17 as Harrower goes all the way, rattles in and out. She might have been thinking she was going to get a uh, 
a foul on the bump there. Ball goes out to King, who quickly kicks it off to Wilson, rattles in and out from the three, and Joy gets the uh, gets the rebound. Quickly up the floor to Harrington. Harrington's going to look for Madgen. I thought she was putting up a shot there, and it fell short as the whistle on the play, and Madgen was called travel. for a travel. I yeah. thought she only had one foot on the ground, and she was jumping. Didn't look too much like a travel to me, and maybe a little bit of body there from, uh, I think it was King underneath the basket, but oh well, the AIS now have to... Um, D up and try and get a stop here. How much, uh, how much body contact are we seeing in the WNBL, particularly when you look at what you've been doing when you've gone overseas and playing? Oh, is WNBL as um, heavy in the contact department as the internationals? Oh, look, I think it, it'd be definitely similar. The international may be a little bit, um, bit more physical than the Australian league, but definitely it is a physical league. And with the big bodies that we have here, it's hard not to be physical. Good rebound by Joy there. She's just coming down the floor really fast, actually. Yeah, Brief Barley just found out how quick Harrow is off the first step <laughs> as he uh, put up the shot then. Yeah. Barley with the ball now. Kicks it back to Taylor. Madgen. Madgen looking for options. He's cutting in. Kick out to Taylor. Taylor one dribble that the shot was just a bit short. They'll get a reset clock here and the AAS, if they called the jump ball, will have the uh, ball back with... Well, I thought they would have reset the clock. Didn't that hit the iron? Uh, yeah, it did look like it. Yep, yeah, they there have we go. reset it now. There we go. Okay. Six minutes and two seconds left to go in the term. 28 play 17, so still an 11 point gap here with six minutes to go. Yeah, we've got the big uh, big girl back in and Michelle Joy out, so we've got Taylor Roberts in now, so we'll see if she can make a little bit of an impact to the game. Horton also in as she gets the inbound ball to Farley. Farley's got Harrell watching it closely, kicks it back to Horton now. Horton goes to Farley, then to Taylor. Taylor takes on Chalmers, then back to Roberts, who, uh, well, put plenty of arc on that ball, but unfortunately it was just off to the right. It did look good. It was, uh, yeah, very, uh, very high shot, but um, we had, who was that Farley under there for the, yep. try and get the rebound? Just couldn't quite get on it, and it's no. over the baseline. Chalmers brings the ball down. Wilson. Wilson went to go right. Harrow wasn't ready. King goes for the three. It's off the iron. And Madgen just shepherds it, shepherds it out of play. See Coach Lucas over there just uh, doing a bit of <laughs> studying as well. How have you enjoyed having Coach Lucas in the program over the last year and a half? He's great, Chris. You know, he puts in a lot of time and effort to the Caps program and it's always good to have someone there every day, all day, every day, who's willing to do indies and shooting with you. So it's definitely been good. Roberts gets the ball eventually after some lightning hands by the AAS, but I think they played themselves a little bit into trouble. Yeah, definitely there. Um, I can hear Phil Brown yelling at Taylor Roberts to step in um, to the basket. Uh, it's AIS ball over from the side as it was a, a bit of a mess going out of bounds. Inbound ball to Roberts now. Over the top from Albury. Couldn't bank it in. Roberts hits the deck and Harrow is off to the races. Straight down the centre. Over the top. Albury has been fouled that time by Horton. And that, that was frustrating there because Horton really didn't need to put the hand on her. No. She didn't. Now she's got two shots here. 28-17 and the first foul for Horton. Leading scorer is still Christy Harrell with, ten, uh, with eight points. Aubrey at the line. Six points there for Lauren King as the first one rattles out. And then a number of players on four points in Aubrey, Payne and Wilson. So Aubrey's second shot at the line. She didn't waste any time and it was all net. So 29 plays 17 as we hit the halfway point of the second term. 
Left side is Horton. Horton goes baseline, kicks across to Farley. Farley has a look there and it was paid off. And once again, Farley is one of those uh, really good shooters when she backs herself. Yeah, definitely. That was a good, sh- good shot there by Farley. And now the AIS need to lock up D and try and get a stop to get it rolling again. As a handoff to Harrower. Harrower, quick off the first step on Taylor. Went outlet pass to Wilson, who gives it off to Chalmers. Chalmers went from a long way back, and uh, her shot didn't fall. Now, Farley got the rebound, and uh, what was it, Wilson that knocked it to the ground? Yeah, yeah it was. Know, was Kelly yeah, Wilson. Yeah, there was a little collision there. But the foul got called, and AIS ball now. Only two f- team fouls apiece. Wilson getting her first for the game. 29 plays 19. The AAS at a 10-point break, so they're leading this quarter by one point. Horton on the left 45 goes to Farley at the top of the key. She drives into the paint. Harrower gets a hand on it, and Harrower will be called for the foul. I guess that's another one where um, sometimes you think you've got a clean hand on the ball, and the whistle goes off. Yeah, and I think with an experienced player like Christy, it's a you know it's one of those things that she obviously thought was a, a good thing to do. Which when you're a player like sh- her, like she is, you can kind of pick and choose when you want to do that. I suppose. Do you find there's much of a difference in the calls? Like, do you do you find when you're at the AAS, you might get a clean block, but they don't think it's possible? And now you're a senior player, a championship player, those ones don't get called on you. No, look, I don't, know. I don't know. It's hard to say, I suppose. <laughs> Bailey makes uh, one from two. It's 29-20 as Harrower drives the right lane. Outlet pass to Kelly Wilson. Wilson goes back, but we've got a whistle on play, and I think Farley's going to be called for it. Harrower no, hits the Horton three. has got it. That's her second personal. Yeah, and Harrower still hit the three-pointer after the foul was called, so no score there. Yes, a bit of a let-off for the AOS there with (laughs) three minutes and 57 seconds left to go in the half. Abby Bishop joining us here on AAS Basketball. The Caps tomorrow live on Sport Radio. We look forward to that game. What what are your thoughts on those Sunday afternoon games for the Caps? Yeah, I'm not too sure. You know, um, I think it's it's always hard, a one o'clock game. It kind of ruins your whole day. But um, (laughs) I think um, it's good, you know, the get a good crowd out there on a Sunday afternoon but it also clashes with a lot of Sunday sport with uh, with the kids and stuff but look at it, willing to try everything and I think this season we'll um, yeah, know if it's going to be a good one for next season or not. Mm. Now uh, Taylor Roberts getting her third personal foul really causes a problem for Coach Brown and his rotations in this lineup as uh, Aubrey goes, nails the two free throws and she moves now to seven points for the game. Horton in the corner gives it to Harrington. Harrington back to Joy, back to Harrington. The D is quite strong by Bendigo at the moment. Aubrey almost gets it back. Harrington has to outlet it to Joy. Joy thought about the shot, went to Farley. Farley will put it up and it rattles off the back of the iron. Harrower cleans up. Again, the AS just looking a little bit in sixes and sevens there. Yeah, definitely. Christy with the ball now, passing it to Auburn. Aubrey, is it? Al- Aubrey, yeah. I'm going with Aubrey. Yeah, it is Aubrey. Yeah. Don't worry, I get names wrong for <laughs> half a season. And the shot doesn't fall for McLean. Or McLean. You're going with... McLean, you McLean, McLean, I reckon. Yeah, McLean? Louise McLean. Okay. 
as uh, the changes start to roll in. Garrick and Payne come in. Wilson and Harrow are sit down. So this is a much taller lineup for Bendigo, and against the AIS, it is it is quite it gets them into a bit of a mismatch because they know they've got Roberts off the floor. Yeah, and I don't think AIS have got anyone really bigger and that they can put out there. So it's, it do, does hurt the AIS, but now they just have to box out and play that undersized game, I, I guess. As Garrick takes on the defence, outlet pass goes to uh, uh, goes there to uh, I've just uh, McLean. McLean, her pass gets intercepted by Farley, and Farley hits the deck that time. She throws the ball over the sideline. Reset on the shot clock, and Garrick inbounds the ball to Chalmers. Chalmers works around the arc. Madgen trying to get in front of her. Payne has a three-point look. It was off to the left. Falls into the hands of McLean. McLean goes back to Payne and she gets the put-in. I guess that's what you like to see when you can give that second effort and the defensive's already been absorbed by following the ball. Yeah, definitely. And that play was similar to the one earlier when McLean um, just dished it to Payne who'd cut to the basket. Big block there by Payne. Back down the floor now. Chalmers goes into the corner to Garrick. Garrick goes back. Oh, McLean has an eternity to set up for the three. And Coach Brown says, I want to have a chat. Yeah, she had time to spin the ball in her hands and have a very good look at the ring there. No wonder it uh, was all net. Now, one thing, I guess, when you're in a prolonged injury period, is that an opportunity for you to start thinking about your own game and start thinking about what you can add to that game? Or is it just so focused on recovery you just go back to what you know is safe and comfortable? I guess um, because this is my first injury I haven't really ever been in this position before so for me it's just you know focusing on my rehab doing my exercises every day getting into physio getting into shoot when I can and coming back as that player that I was before and then once I'm back you know back in feeling my feet and stuff I think I'll then start working on what I need to add to my game which which is a lot of things but I think it's going to take time now for me to get back and, and be that player I was um, before I got injured. Obviously you had a taste of Opals there that's the goal to get back in the national side? Yeah definitely I want to get back into the squad when the new squad will be named after WNBL and, and um, you know hopefully be in it up to the lead up to the world champs and maybe even make it if I can and I'm going to work hard to definitely put myself in a position where I um, am hopefully going to be chosen but if not you know we'll see what happens. Two minutes and one second left to go in the half as the AS trail by 16 now 36 plays, 20. Christy Harrell with eight points, still leading player, leading scorer on the floor. As Harrington brings it down forward, Harrington gives it to Farley, back to Harrington, then left to Seacamp, back to Harrington. Seacamp gets it again. Aubrey gets uh, Harrington in the travel that time. Yeah, it looked like um, Bendigo just came out in a 2-3 zone then and disrupted the AOS a little bit. As Bendigo restart play, McLean and Chalmers working it out of the backcourt. One minute 40 left to go. Aubrey over the top to Payne, outside, going towards McLean. Chalmers gets a chance at a three. Oh, she knew it wasn't going in immediately and just cut at the basket, but Payne was already there, and she gets the putback. 38 plays 20 with a minute 23 left to go in the term as Harrington kicks left side. Taylor, Seacamp. Seacamp. Cross court, oh the pass was high to Farley She had to pull it down 
gets it back, then goes off to Taylor for three. It was off the front of the ring and off to the races is McLean now. As McLean works it down, pulls up at the right 45, baseline gives it to Garrick. Garrick goes over the top of the ring, but they're picking up the ball. That time was Aubrey. Payne, right side to McLean, is set up for another three. And gee, Harrington wasn't that far away from her, but didn't have a hand in the face. No, that's right. And McLean's a three-point shooter. You know, that's on our scout, and I think the AOS girls should know that. As Taylor goes back to Farley. Farley takes on Payne. Payne with another block shot. And that's all too easy for Bendigo. It is, and Payne's come in and, you know, had an impact on the game. She's got eight points, probably three or four blocks by now as well, and, and some boards, so she's doing a good job there. Making a statement in front of Tracy Beattie, perhaps, as uh, Chalmers <laughs> drives down, layup, oh, is a long way up in the air. Aubrey gets the rebound, goes back outside to McLean. McLean kick out. Payne on the baseline, rattles off the iron. Inside the last six seconds, Seacamp. Getting the countdown now. Bounce pass to Harrington. Harrington. Oh, doesn't back it in. And that's a disappointing way to finish the half. It is. Um, and I think I've been in that position many times before. But uh, they'll come out stronger and, and hopefully put up a few more shots in the second half. Well, half time here at the training hall. It is the AAS trailing the Bendigo Spirit 41-40. to 40. And uh, Abby, thanks very much for filling in for us. It's a pleasure to have a chat with you and uh, we look forward to seeing you back on the court for the Capitals very soon. Thanks, Craig. It was great to be sitting here with you talking and watching the game. So, thank you. Alright, Abby Bishop joining us there. Here at half time, we're going to hear from Alice Koenig who is out of today's game with a back injury and uh, we uh, just look at some of the stats before we go to that interview. Eight points apiece now for McLean and Harrower and also for Marika Payne. Seven points then for Albury then it's six points for Lauren King and four points for Kelly Wilson. For the AIS, their leading scorer on the floor is Madeline Taylor with eight points. Then it's three points apiece to Farley and also to Joy. Then two points for Horton and also for Seacamp. A single point for Roberts here at the long break. Well, as I mentioned before, we'll speak to Alice Koenig next, but uh, don't forget, our next game for broadcast here on Sport Radio is tomorrow afternoon tip-off at 1pm Eastern Daylight Saving Time and that will be the match against the, uh, between the Canberra Transact Capitals and the Bendigo Spirit we hope you'll join us on Sport Radio for that one, but half-time here at the training hall and it's 41 plays 20 well, here at halftime at the AIS Training Hall, and Alice Koenig joins us here. Alice, not playing tonight, and you're sitting very upright and very gingerly, the back giving you some problems. Yeah, just this morning in training, I went to take a shot, and um, didn't really, my body didn't like it, and it's just got all spasm, but, so hopefully it pulls up pretty well for next week's game. Well, you're on the road next week, aren't you? No, we're no, here. One more here and then it's on yeah, the road. Yeah, then it's so. the Perth um, Adelaide road trip, which is always a killer. Yeah. Obviously, uh, your second year here in the program. How have you uh, enjoyed your time with the AIS? 
Um, oh, it's been a great experience and something that I can, you know, you'll remember forever for the rest of your life. Um, just living with the girls, playing with the girls, the two different coaches, Brownie and um, Dean, obviously, they've been both great and it's really great to work with Phil. Um, just so much fundamental work and something that, you know, every player needs to succeed. A big difference in the headspace that he tries to get you in compared to what Dean was doing last year? Um, they're both like very good, both similar but both different. Um, Brownie's very um, very motion based, so it's very like trying to get you to use your skills and use your one on one and use your um, like your your rips and that sort of thing. Uh, whereas Dean, it was very um, team and you know plays and plays get people open, which they're both pretty great ways to play. It's just you know what the player prefers really. And I guess as your transfer coming from Melbourne. Uh, uh, Perhaps you want to return to one of those Melbourne-based teams yeah, and definitely. be able to use that with the uh, with the coaches there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm definitely looking ho- going home um, after February. I mm. uh, just need a break and that sort of thing. But I'm also looking to go to Sydney, maybe. Um, when's trade week? Uh, when's talks start with you guys for uh, your future? I'm not too sure. Okay. I haven't really heard much I about think it's it. December, December, uh, January, maybe. Yeah. But um, we'll soon see. You. Um, uh, obviously, you uh, have to think about your future in basketball. What have you, off the court, been setting yourself up with studies and that sort of thing? Yeah, well, um, I was doing uni this year, um, but it got to day one and I just thought, no, this is too much. We're in a world year, too much to think about. Um, so I decided to defer and I'll be going to um, Monash University in Melbourne next year studying um, arts and commerce. So just want a background in um, commerce that opens up and... Yep. to many different things to get a job in. Now talking about that world year, how how have you looked at your progression into, you know, rep sc- rep sides and what you've been able to achieve? Oh, it's something you don't even actually think is possible. Like you know, playing for your country, it's been it's such an amazing experience and something you never thought you'd actually do. But when you do actually get to do it, um, it's something you'll cherish really forever. Now, is it a big? It's a huge difference to the WNBL because you're playing players, elite players of your own age. Yeah. So is it a different headspace you have to get into when you go into a game at the national level? Yeah, I think um, in the WNBL you just you know it's so much more experience. Like um, was watching the game today from the uh, from our game last night, and they were saying like they've just come off a world championship where they're playing players their own age. But in the WNBL it's just a completely different ball game. Like you think you've got the pass, and you think you've um, like no one's going to get it, and then bang, they just come out of it. They just so much more experience and so much more knowledge of the game than what you have at such a young age. So having gone through a WNBL season last year, then into Worlds, how did you think that set you up? Did that give you the good grounding you needed? Yeah, I definitely think it did. Um, definitely for um, like our defence and our offence just to flow better um, and also learning the physicality. Mm. Um, so WNBL was just a totally different, completely physicality um, so for Worlds it really like you know you had some teams that was such a tough grind out but we were able to do that um, just because we'd learnt that in WBL we'd learnt how to fight we'd learnt how to win together Obviously um, when you're taking on a Susie Bakovic Brown <laughs> yeah. or, a, or a Natalie Porter as you did yeah. last night that must teach you also some tricks because when, when, when you go to Lithia, Lithuania where basketball's a national sport and you yeah. start playing against Russians and, and the yeah. Chinese who have just amazingly got some man, women mountains yeah. uh, obviously those sort of tricks are the ones that you can draw on and, yeah. and it, then it becomes instinctive on what you have to do I yeah, guess yeah definitely I think um, it's really the defensive thing um, 
like everyone says, defense always wins games. But if you've got a really good defense, solid defense, your offense will come. Like that's what I believe, and a lot of people do believe as well. So um, you learnt that on you learnt playing against Port and stuff, what they do, and you try and pick it up. And you know they're such great players of the game, so you try and use that when you, you know when you're playing here as well. Now. It was uh, fascinating, some of the highlights from yesterday's game. And uh, just, I can't remember whether it was you now, but the banked-in three-pointer. Oh, AJ. AJ did coming, that. Oh, yeah, yes, AJ yes, did, coming off the, um, the on-ball at a metre behind the three-point line. Gosh. About ten years ago, Brownie was commentating with us. Yeah. And he said, you know, the banked-in three-point is the freak of basketball. Oh, it is. And uh, there you see one dead and drilled last yeah. night. I remember when she shot, I was just like, oh my gosh, and then it went in. I was like, yes! <laughs> Three points we need. <laughs> how are you finding your own development this year, and how do you feel like a WNBL player now? Um, I am starting to now. I mean, it, it's tough. It has been really tough. But the girls, you know, I give credit to them all. We've all stuck together. We've like, And Brownie, give him so much credit, you know. Um, lo- losing by 70 points isn't fun for anyone. Um, but he's, you know, he's really all about our development. And I, I mean, if it's not happening today or tomorrow, you know, we're scoring 20 points. I reckon for all of us, it'll really come when we were, when we're like out in the league and we're playing for a good club, and we can really um, look back to what we've learnt here and then use our skills and development. And that's a problem for Brownie. He goes and gives you all these skills, and you come back and whip him by 70 yeah, points. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess that's his like. Um, Oh, what do you say? Um, That's the cross he has to bear. Yeah, exactly. That's like how he finds, like, how he's really made it or really made an impact in someone's career um, when they whip him by 70 points, I guess. Now, does the allure of going overseas have much for for you? Yeah, it does, I think. Um, I definitely want to go and play in the WNBL and make my mark in the WNBL. Um, And then if... WNBA. Yeah, A. <laughs> oh, you're talking America or Australia? No, Australia first, and then the world. And then if it comes up, like, to go to America or to go to play... I'd love to play Europe. I love Europe. Um, mm-hmm. My family's from Europe, so I wouldn't mind going over and playing there. So it would be really amazing. such a good experience to travel and see those sort of places, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, we're sorry that you're not on the court tonight, but we look forward to seeing you back in the Chute team for the rest of the season. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Alice Koenig joining us there at halftime. We'll be back with the second half in just a few moments. Halftime here at the training hall. Thanks very much to Alice Koenig, who unfortunately is sitting on the bench with this game. Just recapping some of the other games in the WNBL, if you've just joined us. Sydney last night defeated the AIS 91-50. to Perth were defeated by Bulleen in a big score, 103 to 69. And Adelaide were too good for Dandenong, 75 plays 66. Tonight, Townsville take on Logan with the former capital answering the call from Peter Barkle. Joe Hill will be suiting up for the Townsville Fire in her first game up there at Townsville. Then tomorrow, two games in the WNBL. That is Adelaide versus Bulleen at the Distinctive Homestone. And the game for broadcast here on sportradio.com.au. That is, of course, the Canberra Transat Capitals up against the Bendigo Spirit. As the Bendigo Spirit just head back out to the court with four minutes left in halftime. Bendigo 
leading the AIS here at the training hall. 41 plays, 20. And leading scorers, as we look at some of the uh, box scores now, leading scorers, Louise McLean with 8 points, along with Christy Harrower and Marita Payne. Now for McLean, who's coming off the bench, she's shooting 60% with the, from the field, 3 from 5, and 67% from outside the arc, 2 out of three attempts. She's got five rebounds. So a huge contribution from Louise McLean of the Bendigo Spirit since coming on to the floor. Now Marita Payne with the eight points has had four blocks and six rebounds so far in the game. The Spirit out rebounding the AAS. Excuse me there. Uh, 32 to 19 the AIS shooting at 18% from the field. The uh, Bendigo Spirit shooting at 37 Some of the other interesting stats that I noticed here were the points in the paint. 22 to 8 for the Spirit. And interestingly enough, it's 22 to 8 points off the bench. So there's a, uh, a big assistance there from the bench players of the Bendigo Spirit. Looking at the breakup though... The AIS trailed by two after the first five minutes of the first quarter. They went to the quarter time break 11 points down. After the first five minutes of the second term, they were trailing by 10, so they were leading that part of the quarter by a point. But then it really started to open up for Bendigo as we got into the second half of that quarter, and they got the lead out to the 21 points it is at half time. So, as we just continue looking at how this game is shaping up, also remind you that we'll try to keep you up to date with the Townsville-Logan game as the AIS just returning to the bench now as uh, I'm sure Coach Brown has had a, well, a fairly interesting chat with that AIS side. Brown and the uh, assistant coaches, of course, Christy Flores and Peter Sinclair. Now just looking, we're about uh, eight minutes away from the start up there in Townsville. I'm assuming that the start is Eastern Daylight Saving Time and we will be only a minute away from the resumption here at the training hall. Leading scorer for the AIS with eight points is Madeline Taylor. So Taylor is doing a good job tonight. Leading rebounder for the AIS with four is Michelle Joy. Now Taylor Roberts, importantly, has three personal fouls and that's a a real worry for Coach Brown who uh, was looking for probably big minutes out of Roberts and she will have to be managed very carefully here with three personal fouls. Jones just uh, returning to the team huddle here a fraction late. Two rebounds for Taylor Roberts. Unfortunately, she has missed seven from the field. So Roberts, if she could get those open looks to start dropping, she will certainly be uh, producing some uh, numbers for this AAS side. As we uh, get set for the resumption, the AS to start the quarter. Joy Harrington, 
also there with Madgen Roberts and uh, out there as well. I think that is Taylor for Bendigo. It is Harrower, Aubrey Payne, King and Kelly Wilson. As kick it off with Harrington getting the ball from Joy. Madgen's down on the right 45, goes back to Harrington. Now it's back to Joy on the left 45. Over the top, Madgen goes inside to Roberts. Payne gets a block on the shot, and it's over the baseline. AIS to restart with 12 seconds left on the shot clock. 41 plays 20 here at the training hall. Inbound ball goes to Madgen, who backs away from Harrower, drives baseline, outlet pass to Taylor. Her pass back inside misses Roberts. Harrower comes up, points two fingers at the floor to call the play as she sets up from the centre circle. Goes to Wilson on the right 45. Payne tries to set the screen. Payne had Roberts roll off her. Shot didn't drop and Madgen runs the floor. Straight up the centre. Backs away now. Gives it to Taylor. Goes off to the top of the arc. Harrington. Back to Taylor now. Back to Madgen who drives baseline on Aubrey. Reverse layup. Hits the top of the iron. Roberts can't pull down the rebound. Well, she chases after the bouncing ball and gets it back. Harrington then goes to Joy. Round the arc to Taylor. 16 seconds left on the reset shot clock. Taylor over the top to Joy. Inside to Roberts. She should have gone back outside, but Taylor was good enough to get there. She put it into the backboard that time. Six seconds left. Madgen lines up for a three, and she nails it. As That is a great start to the third quarter for the AIS. 41 plays, 23 here. As the AIS get the first score of the term and it comes after a minute and a quarter of action. 8 minutes 40 left to go as Wilson on the left side starts to dribble back around. Aubrey, Payne outside, goes to King. King sees the ball rattle out and there was uh, a whistle on play. I'm not sure, I think that's going to be on Aubrey. So, there's... uh, well, Chelsea Aubrey just getting called for that foul. It's her second personal. It was in offence. The Bendigo Spirit going to a zone. So just trying to work on this AIS. As over the top, Rendell goes off Roberts with a mini hook. Gets the points. And that's five points for the AIS. I answered. 41 plays 25. Eight minutes left to go in the third turn. King... Gets it to Aubrey. Aubrey almost had a clean look that time. Outlet pass, and I think Roberts is going to be called for her fourth personal. No. It's going to be called on the seven of the AIS. With his Catherine Rendell. Over the top. Handoff goes to Harrow from Wilson. Harrow looks at a three and that was all net. She just put a, a big arc up on the ball and it never looked like missing. 44-25 as Madgen. Harrington. The zone for Bendigo still in operation. It's Taylor. Harrington looks for the three. It's off the iron and tapped away that time by King. I, uh, well, I thought it was going to be an AIS ball, but no. AIS must have got a last hand on it. Seven minutes and 35 seconds as Wilson brings the ball down the floor. Harrow a bounce pass to the right. Works around back towards the top of the arc. Gives it back to Aubrey who had 
all day to look at it, and that's two three-pointers that start or that start Bendigo scoring, and they're up to 47, plays 25, and Aubrey has got 10 points for the game as whistle on the play, and the AAS have another turnover. Might have been camping. I didn't see the call that time. But I think it was uh, Roberts camping in the key. Aubrey gets the ball again. Over the top goes to Payne. Payne with a jump shot. Hits the iron. Payne goes and gets it herself. And Roberts locks it up. And the arrow will be going Bendigo's way. And it'll be Bendigo from the baseline. As Horton looks to come into the game now for Roberts. So, Gillian Horton. Harrower to inbound it. Goes inbound to King and King just cutting. A good flash cut to the basket. Receives the inbound pass. No one with her and she puts it in. 49-25. 6 minutes 45 left to go in the game. 8 points for King tonight. Horton goes to the right side. Madgen kick out. Oh, the pass just was short for Harrington. Goes back to Taylor. Madgen for three. It was over the top. Wilson pushes over uh, Taylor that time. And it's been called on Madeline Taylor. So that's her first personal foul as Madgen and Harrington sits down. Seacamp heads back out there with Jones. As Harrower brings up the floor. Harrower tonight, 11 points already. Goes to Kelly Wilson. Wilson there with four points, just trying to wrong foot Taylor. Aubrey's a long way from the uh, three point arc. Harrower gets it back left, right. Oh, gets away from Jones. Pull up jump shot from the free throw line. Points will count, and Jones is being called for her first personal foul, getting a piece of the shooter's arm. And that'll send Harrow to the line. She's now 13 points for the game with a shot to come. And AIS with three team fouls on them already in the first... I mean, under the first four minutes. Harrow drains the bonus. And it's 52, plays 25. As Coach Harrow brings Finnegan back into the game. Also coming back out is McLean, who, as I said, has been a very damaging player. Horton goes over the top, gives it to Taylor. Taylor comes back to Seacamp. Seacamp, Jones, gets it in the corner, tries to drive baseline, can't do it. Rendell goes outside to Horton, who goes back inside to Rendell, who gets the shot to drop. It was a nice little baby hook that she banked in. 52 plays 27 with 5 minutes and 35 seconds to go. Wilson working around the perimeter. Harrower. Wilson all by herself got the ball back and nailed the three. Taylor looked very disappointed there as the three pointers are just absolutely cutting this AIS team apart. Seacamp goes left side to Horton. Horton in the paint. Taylor gets the outlet pass to Jones. Jones doesn't shoot on that one. She tried to get it to Horton, but blocking her path was Garrick. Ball's on the floor, and a jump ball's been called. It's going to be an AIS uh, arrow. So the AIS, with four seconds left on the shot clock, get the ball from the side. 
Spirits it, how could it be a jump ball? No one had it. Horton jacks up the shot immediately. It goes over the back of the backboard. And it will be Bendigo's ball from the baseline. Five minutes and one second left. And the Bendigo Spirit are absolutely in control here at the training hall. 55-27. As Wilson goes to Harrower. Harrow watched by Seacamp. Oh, Aubrey gets an open look. Rendell wasn't close enough. Boxing out was uh, not too bad by the AS, but they just tapped it away to Wilson. Wilson got it to Aubrey. Harrower. Then it goes to McLean. McLean goes back outside to Harrower. Then back to McLean for three. And she pulls the trigger on it. It is a good. 58 plays 27. The AS, after they got the first five points of the quarter, have not been able to... uh, get any scoring going in offence this zone defence is really working for Bendigo against the shoot Jones now from outside leaves it short, Wilson grabbed the rebound but thought that Aubrey was uh, going to be in a different position, she ends up throwing it out over the side, Chalmers comes in and Harrower sits down so timeout called by Coach Brown as he needs to talk to this shoot side with four minutes and ten seconds left to go in the third term, it's 58, plays 27. Scorers, Harrow are still leading on the floor with 14 points. 11 points there for McLean. And McLean doing it with, uh, what is that, three three-pointers now. Three from four from outside the arc. And then it's ten points to... Chelsea Aubrey, eight points for Marita Payne and also to Lauren King, seven points to Kelly Wilson. For the AS, it's still Taylor leading with eight points. Then number of players on three, Madgan Joy and also Roberts along with Farley. Then on two points is Horton and also... also Rendell on the solitary point there is Adrian Jones so 4 minutes and 10 seconds as Coach Brown is just going to be asking for them to get their head back in the game here and try and clog up some of the scoring the the problem is the AS just can't penetrate this zone outside the ball goes well, great pass that time. Rendell gets it into Joy, and Joy gets the score. 58 plays, 29 here with 3 minutes 50 seconds. Chalmers working it around, gives it off to Wilson. Wilson on the right, 45, goes to Finnegan. Finnegan thought about the 3. Aubrey in the paint, and Joy just gets a piece of Aubrey's arm after the ball left the hand which uh, I thought would have made it a no-call, but Joy gets the uh, first personal foul and well Aubrey will step up to the line Aubrey already with 10 points tonight, doesn't waste any time to make it 11 as she makes the first second shot on its way it is good as well, a lot flatter shot that time, just got the shooter's roll there Jones brings the ball down. Chalmers watching her. Rendell gives her a good screen. Then it goes back to Horton on the left side. Drives into the paint. Tried to dump over the top to give it back to Rendell who was in the key. 
but the ball's over the baseline. As Kelly Wilson sits down, Garrick steps up. Seacamp and Jones have a break as Farley and Horton uh, and Harrington come back in for the AIS. 60 plays, 29 here with 3 minutes and 20 seconds left to go in the third term. Chalmers now kicks it to the left side. Aubrey over the top, gives it to Finnegan. Back outside, goes to McLean. McLean into the corner. Aubrey gets it to Finnegan who gets herself basket side on Joey and Finnegan. Finishes it off. Goes now to... Uh, gets the first two points for the game. As Horton just trying to get away from Chalmers. Dumps it off to Rendell. Rendell's got Farley for three. Oh, gets the shooter's roll. It just sat up in the corner of the ring. And quickly, the uh, Bendigo Spirit bring the ball down the floor. Garrick hands off to Chalmers. 62 plays 32 here with two minutes 30 left. Finnegan now goes left side. McLean drains another three-pointer. Well, 64 plays 32. And Coach Brown is up off the seat. Once again, getting frustrated by all the outside shots that Bendigo are making here. Farley goes across to Joy. She thought about the three-point attempt. Horton will take it now. It sits on the iron and... uh, Garrick and Aubrey raffle it out. Gives it off to Chalmers, who brings it down the floor. She gets into the centre circle now. Kicks it left. Gives it to McLean. McLean, wrong foots. Horton. And basket counts. Horton is going to get her second personal foul. With a minute 50 left, that is uh, going to make it the fifth team foul for the AS. It's the third, sorry. Personal foul for Gillian Horton, who sits down along with Rendell. Joy, just uh, being addressed to by Coach Brown. Madgen back out there with Roberts, Farley, and Harrington. Joy for the AAS. The bonus is made. McLean will sit down, and Adria- uh, Andrea Wilson will head back out for the Bendigo Spirit. Madgen, bounce pass off to Harrington to restart the play. 67 plays 32 here with a minute 40 left to go in the third term. Tapped away by Chalmers as Harrington tried to get the pass to Farley. It's out over the side. 15 seconds left on the shot clock for the AAS. Inbound pass goes to Madgen. Left side to Horton. Horton's trying to call someone to cut baseline. No one moving for her. Goes off to Farley. Joy in the paint. Finally gets to make the step around Finnegan and gets the score. 67 plays 34. A minute 20 left to go in the third term. Garrick looking around. Farley just giving her a bit of space here. Goes to the top of the key. Quickly Chalmers finds Aubrey inside. Tapped away by Garrick. Sorry, into the hands of Aubrey. So it was uh, Finnegan that was down in the paint getting the rebound. Garrick nails the jump shot on the baseline that time. Garrick now goes to two points for the game. As Harrington trying to set up here in the last minute. Goes to Roberts. Oh, Roberts at the elbow. Outside to Madgen. Puts up the shot. Falls into the hands of Garrick. Who gives it to Andrea Wilson. As Garrick gets a quick pass from Chalmers. Her jump shot once again is good. 
71 plays, 34. And we have less than 30 seconds left to go in the third term. And once again, Bendigo getting away in the last five minutes. Joy at the top of the key. Left side for Madgen. Madgen still trying to call cutters. Horton puts up the three. Roberts will back away now. Aubrey is all over her and Aubrey puts the pressure on to get the travel. So Taylor goes back out there for Farley. Eight minutes, uh, sorry, 8.9 seconds left to go in the third term. 71 plays 34 as Chalmers brings the ball down the floor. Chalmers over the top, was touched by Aubrey, but time is over for this third term. 71 plays 34 here at the training hall. Leading scorer on the floor now has moved to Louise McLean, who is just nailing those three-point shots. 16 for the game, 14 for Harrower, 12 points then for the uh, 14 of Chelsea Aubrey, then it is 8 points for Lauren King and also for Marika Payne. Of course, uh, interesting to note that uh, Payne's uniform being worn tonight by Catherine Rendell. So uh, you might see it if you're watching the uh, webcast of the game. You'll see that uh, the 11 turns up in view and says Payne on the back, but it is actually actually Catherine Rendell, who is the uh, who is the player in that uniform tonight. So AIS, well, their leading scorer is still Madeline Taylor. Seven, eight points for her. Seven points for Michelle Joy, and then six points for Bree Farley. Three points apiece for Roberts and Madgen. Then it's two points for Horton and also Rendell. Two points for Seacamp, who is doing a brave job playing here with uh, the uh, chest problem that she's got. And then one point still. For Adrian Jones. So as we come back to start this final term, 71 plays 34. A couple of the Capitals have seen enough now as uh, Tracy Beattie is heading off to get ready for tomorrow night's game. Marika Payne has had some uh, some great block shots tonight and I'd say her stat her stats will be uh, certainly up around about 6 for the game AIS have got Harrington Joy Madgen Roberts and Taylor out on the floor Chalmers Adriana uh, Adrian Wilson Finnegan Payne and also Garrick out there for Bendigo. Bendigo, nice little one-two move that time between Finnegan and also Garrick. Doesn't pay off, but Finnegan works hard to get the rebound. Payne, jump shot on the baseline, and she nails it. 73, plays 34 as we're inside the first minute of the final term, and Payne moves herself along to 10 points for the game. 
Harrington, left side, goes to Taylor. Roberts, high pass to Madgen. Then it's Joy, thought about the three-point attempt. Goes back outside and a long range two in the hands of Taylor. Taylor working back hard now as A. Wilson gets the ball back. Gives it off to Chalmers. Back to Adrian Wilson. Then to Payne. Payne inside to Finnegan. Finnegan dumps off to Wilson who banks it in. 75 plays 36 here at the training hall as the Spirit are cruising at the moment. Harrington now moves to the left 45. Kicks back. Roberts had a chance to go for three. This time she passed it nowhere near Michelle Joy and Finnegan. Oh, great move that time by Taylor to rob Chalmers of the ball. Finnegan comes back to try and make the steal, but this time Finnegan will be called for the foul. It's only her first personal for the game. Coach Brown making a few changes. Rendell and Horton back out onto the floor. Horton inbounds it now to Harrington. Harrington working around the left side, gives it off to Horton. Horton tries to bounce past it along the baseline. Finnegan getting into the lane and tapping it over the baseline. 16 seconds left on the shot clock. Inbound ball goes to Rendell who works into the paint. Oh, Chalmers up in her face as she tried the outlet pass. She gets it back on the 1-2. The shot was short. She gets her own rebound and backs it away to reset up. Eight minutes left to go in the game. And Finnegan looking around. Jasmine Finnegan goes to Marika Payne. Payne goes back. Oh, tapped away that time by Horton. Chasing it back was Garrick who gives it off to Chalmers who puts up the three. Tapped down. Good defence that time by Taylor who gives it off to Madgen. Madgen back to Taylor. Then it's off to Horton. Horton driving down the left lane. Points don't count but she'll... Draw the foul out of, I think it was Kira Chalmers. Sorry, it's Jane Chalmers. No, it's on Jasmine Finnegan. So the second foul called on Jasmine Finnegan tonight. 75 plays 36, so the scoring's dried up for both sides. As Madgen, bounce pass along the baseline, goes to Rendell. Outside to Harrington. Harrington goes inside to Madgen, who can't get the shot to drop. And Bendigo once again. Bring it back into the front court. 75-36, 7 minutes, 10 seconds left to go in the game. As it goes back to Garrick. Garrick has her pass looking for Payne tapped away. As inbound pass now goes to Payne from Adrian Wilson. Into the corner, Chalmers. Oh, stacks on the mill there, and the shot clock has uh, expired for Bendigo. So a much better defensive job there, although it all went to a bit of a mess in the end for Bendigo that time down the floor. Horton bringing it down for the AAS. She's looking for a screen, and uh, oh, I don't think Rendell got there in time, but. Chalmers is going to be called for a second personal foul. Still 16 points. Leading scorer 
is Louise McLean not out on the floor at the minute to add to that Taylor has the ball for the AIS shot doesn't drop tapped away by Bendigo Chalmers picks it up Horton is going to be called for the foul she never really had her feet planted and Kieran Horton now gets her second personal foul Roberts looks to come into the game and Lauren King also coming in for Jasmine Finnegan Madgen sits down as Roberts is back out there once again 6 minutes 38 seconds Wilson hands off to Garrett uh, to Chalmers Chalmers takes on Horton and Horton's going to be called for the foul again so that'll be the third personal foul now on Harrington my apologies I think I said Horton then but it was actually Harrington as Bendigo set up from the side inbound ball goes to Adrian Wilson Adrian Wilson gets it off to Chalmers goes to King King off the back of the iron Wilson taps it away Garrett comes up with it King goes back to Chalmers Chalmers calls four and starts the set up Payne Payne goes back to Wilson, A. Wilson over the top it was King trying to get it to Payne and Rendell couldn't quite get hands on it, Jones just made sure it was over the sideline it'll be an AAS ball, 6 minutes left to go in the game, 75 plays 36 here at the training hall as Harrington Zigzags back to Jones The outlet pass Jones has it rattled off the iron King boxes out well Hands off to Chalmers And the AAS just can't get any shots to drop And they've had that problem just about all night Baseline jump shot from A. Wilson Oh, Bendigo Doesn't fall Harrington Sets up Gets away She's got time to put up the three off the iron and falls into the hands of Wilson once again Andrea Wilson I'll get that right eventually it's Andrea Kelly Wilson looking to come back into the game Chalmers just playing with it for the moment over the top puts it to King kick and kicks it to the corner and now Garrett knocks down a long range too 77 plays 36 here with 4 minutes and 50 seconds left to go in the final turn. Jones gets a screen on King from Roberts, gives it to Horton, Farley, Farley goes back to Rendell, Roberts finds herself some space and she makes the bucket. Roberts now moves along to 5 points for the game. At the other end, Garrick now has 8 points for the game as she gets an easy layup. 8 points for Garrick, a great return from her as Harrington goes left side to Rendell, gives it to Jones Jones runs into Chalmers, has to zigzag back Roberts is in the paint and again Payne just finds that easy pickings as she rejects the shot so Seacamp comes back in on the floor for Jones and the IAS will have the ball Farley to inbound it as Harrington puts up a long range three Rendell tries to chase it down but 
Uh, Garrick gets under her feet there and steals it away. Harrower goes uh, quickly to Kelly Wilson who just checks in. She wastes no time and knocks down another three-point. Coach Brown decides to have a chat to the girls once again here as it's 82 points to 38 and Wilson moves along to a handy 10 points looking at this score sheet for the Bendigo Spirit they'd be absolutely thrilled with it leading scorer is still Louise McLean I haven't seen much of her in this last term she's on 16 points 14 points for Christy Harrower 12 points now for Chelsea Aubrey who's uh, also getting well rested then 10 points apiece for Marita Payne and also Kelly Wilson 8 points apiece for Garrick and Lauren King then 2 points for Andrea Wilson and also for Jasmine Finnegan for the AIS their leading scorer on the floor is Madeline Taylor with 10 points 7 points for Michelle Joy 6 points for Bree Farley then it's 5 points for Roberts Taylor Roberts with 5 not having the best game we've seen from her this season 3 points for Tess Madgen then 2 points for Seacamp and also Horton and Rindell as the AAS restart the play with 3 minutes and 50 seconds left to go Farley takes it all the way can't get it to drop the ball was tapped away by Seacamp that time but just couldn't get to it in time was Roberts inside out Garrick then to Kelly Wilson then to Harrower Garrick looking for options goes across to Harrower has time to set up for a 3 and she rattles it in Coach Brown and also Coach Flores just shaking their head Farley goes back to Taylor Harrington cross court gets it into the hands of Taylor who gets a long range too and it's 40 points for the AAS trailing the Bendigo Spirit by 85 3 minutes left Garrick on the right side has Abel goes back to Andrea Wilson gives it to Harrower Kelly Wilson nails another 3 and Wilson now moves the Bendigo Spirit to 88 she's 13 points for the game as the AS has Roberts good body work on Lauren King and makes the bucket Roberts moves to five, 7 points for the game 2 minutes and 30 seconds left to go Kelly Wilson works around the arc kicks back to King who has an eternity set up for the 3 point attempt just off the back of the iron and it will be Farley who brings it down the floor Farley works into the paint King gets a piece of it Roberts is there for the uh, well it's not quite a rebound but uh, her outlet pass gets intercepted by Garrick King pull up jump shot from the right side and Harrower will clean up now Harrower dumps over the top looking for King Taylor gets a hand in it Robert falls to the floor but taps it on to Farley Farley running down the right lane puts up the shot it doesn't fall and Kelly Wilson's there quickly over the top to King 1 minute 45 she transitions it to Garrick who goes to 10 points for the game 90 points plays 42 in what has been a very disappointing second half by the Chute here at the training hall 
90 plays 42. Harrington goes right side. Seacamp dumps over the top. In the paint that time was Taylor, who tried to get it back out to Seacamp. It was taken away by Garrick. And it will be an AAS ball from the side. Jones goes back in as Harrington comes off the floor. Inbound ball goes to Seacamp. Cross court to Farley. Farley back to Jones. Jones beats it left side as the shot clock runs down. It didn't fall for Taylor that time. Taylor with a great steal off Wilson. Pulls up, goes left side, finds Jones. Back to Taylor. Over the top to Farley. Farley pulls up at the right elbow. Outside to Seacamp who takes the three-point attempt. Roberts pulls down the rebound and draws the foul. So Roberts will go to the line. And it is on Garrick. So her second personal. Inside the last minute here, 90 plays 42 with Roberts stepping to the line. So the Bendigo Spirit certainly going to take out the win here. 90 to 42 as the first is missed by Roberts. Second shot on its way, all net. And it is. 90 plays, 43 with 50 seconds left to go. Harrower calling the shots. Roberts, well, no, that was Seacamp with a great block on the pass. Roberts was just running away as uh, they were double teaming Harrower at the time. Taylor goes to Farley, goes off to Seacamp who's stripped. And Harrower will bring the ball down the floor, down the left lane. The bump is from Seacamp. Harrower makes the shot and will go to shoot the bonus. 30.9 seconds left to go in the game. And it'll be 92 to 43 with Seacamp getting her first personal. And Harrower going to the line to shoot the bonus as Jasmine Finnegan looks to come into the game but she'll be coming in for Christy Harrower as soon as the shot is made. Well, I was getting ahead of myself. The shot isn't made, in fact. Jazz uh, Roberts gets the rebound. Seacamp, oh, she dropped the ball onto the floor. Picks it back up. Into the corner now. Farley puts up the three-point attempt. It doesn't get the drop. It's tapped away. Harrow is off to the races once again. 92 plays 43. Look away bounce pass. Going to Andrea Wilson. And Wilson makes the shot. She's got four points for the game. Over the top, it is Taylor trying to get it into Roberts, tapped away by Garrick. 3.9 seconds left to go. 94 plays 43. And Bendigo set their sights on the Capitals tomorrow afternoon. Inbound ball, Jones. Jacks, no, she goes into Roberts, who banks in the shot. The AIS get the last score of the game. But it's definitely Bendigo who win the war. 94 plays 45 here at the training hall and it was an interesting match. The AAS very competitive up through to the first uh, five minutes probably of that second quarter and then it just started to fall away for this young shoot side as the two teams meet at the centre of the floor to uh, congratulate each other. Christy Harrow are coming over to Coach Brown to uh, welcome him back to the IAS and doing him no favours there with another resounding win 
for the Bendigo Spirit over the Institute. So looking at the scorers ahead of our uh, post-game interviews, 19 points for Christy Harrower, eventually finishing off the game as the leading scorer on the floor. 16 points for Louise McLean, who just had an absolutely hot arm from outside the arc. Go back then to uh, next in line. And 13 points for... Kelly Wilson, 12 points for Marika Payne, 10 points for Garrick, 8 points for Lauren King. Oh, I should also mention the 12 points for Chelsea Aubrey. I, I missed her out there. But uh, plenty of players in double figures for the Benigo Spirit tonight as uh, Bernie Harrower just addressing the team as they're in a huddle at the moment. For the AIS, well, their leading scorer on the floor was Madeline Taylor with 12 points, 10 points for Roberts, 7 points for Joy, and then the scoring sort of dried up from there. I guess 6 points for Bree Farley, also a, uh, well, the high number there, but the rest on 2 or 1. So, for the AIS, it was uh, a tough ask tonight, and unfortunately... It was not to be. Will uh on behalf of Abby Bishop, who joined me, Craig Ravel, in the first half, we remind you that the Sport Radio next game for broadcast is tomorrow afternoon with the pre-game show starting at 10 minutes to 1 and tip-off at 1 o'clock where the Capitals will take over the Bendigo Spirit. Tonight, it was the Spirit. Too good for the AS, 94 to 45. I wish you a very good evening and I hope you'll join us tomorrow on sportradio.com.au. Thank you.